discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Alright, so today I want us to do a question and answer session. Very wonderful, nice question and answer session and then we'll close. Okay? Alright. Is it powerful? Yeah. All right. So the author, who is the Holy Spirit, the author of the Word of God, who is the Holy Spirit, is here. Yes. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, some time ago, you said uh, you quoted a certain scripture about it's about the end time, the rapture. You said uh, the tribulation something will not come until there's a falling away first. And you explained what the falling away meant by saying that unless the church is taken away. Uh-huh. So the question I want to ask with respect to that one is how, how is it going to be like? Is it like all at once or in, in batches? Because some time ago <laughs> I listened to a message. Uh, Pastor John gave me a message called Raptures and by Reverend Jordan. <laughs> he was talking about Raptures like the first fruit those are meats, eh? Bones. <laughs> and scriptural bones. So, Pastor, that one, I didn't really get it. That's, that's what I'm asking. Is it going to be in batches or at once? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so Second Thessalonians, chapter 2. Did I say falling away meant... Did I... I said that to you. Eh... Hey. Right here. And I said it, it meant to be taken away. How the church should be taken away. Okay. All right. All right. So, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Probably I said something, but you didn't hear me well. I said something else, but you didn't hear me well. Okay. When it comes to uh, raptures, there are so many schools of thoughts. And there's pre-tribulation rapture, there's mid-tribulation rapture, and there's post-tribulation rapture. Pre means before tribulation. Mid means during tribulation. Post means after the tribulation. These are the three um, major forms of rapture that is spoken of. Or the catching away that is spoken of. Okay. And all of them have scriptures that back them. So I think Reverend George spoke about all the three of them. Which one ever you want, just take it for yourself. He also described it in different forms. There's the... There's the... Uh, there's the harvest, the first fruits, the harvest... And then the crashing of the grain, the crashing of the vine, the harvest of the vine. Okay. 
They use the Jewish harvest cycles to explain the gleaning of the fields. There's a big book on the, called The Gleaning of the Fields <laughs> by uh, Watch Money. Please relax. <laughs> don't, don't get yourself involved in things that. You see, John 3 16, you have not understood. So relax. Okay, someone asks a certain pastor about rapture, second coming, the second coming of Christ. Then you ask him, Have you understood the first coming? Yeah, because what Christ's first coming did, you have not yet understood it. You want to know what his second coming will do. That is what will determine how your second coming, the second coming will be for you. So it's very important to understand the first coming. And, what, and it's a very powerful answer. Okay, it's a very, very powerful answer. But let's read some of these scriptures. And I'll attempt to use it to explain, just give you an overview, a broad overview of everything. Okay, it's very important. These are very, very important things that every Christian must come, come to understand. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. He leaves no room in doubt, of, of doubt, concerning our gathering together unto him. He says, when it comes to the, the coming of our Lord and our gathering together unto him, don't be soon shaken. Look at this. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. The word at hand means it has already happened. Not it's coming. It has already happened. Because some people are preaching that the rapture has already happened. <laughs> and it's finished. I told them that don't let anybody tell you that it has already happened. Because it has not already happened. So he, then he starts to let them know what will happen before Jesus comes. Okay. Now, there are two types of the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is the private coming of Christ. And there is the public coming of Christ. The private coming of Christ is to come for his own. To come for us, for, his, for children of God, for church people. Okay? That you, uh, so there's the private one, and then there's a public one, okay? And I said the private one is to come for who? For his own. And I want to show you two scriptures concerning that. Can I show it to you? First Thessalonians. Praise the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. This same Paul writing, Okay? This is his first book to the Thessalonian church. So he wrote about it. That's why they were asking questions plenty. People came to say so many things. So he wrote the second one to rectify some more things. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Or the word asleep means dead. Those who are dead, that you should not, even as others which have no hope. These are the scriptures we use to comfort people who have lost loved ones in church. We are those who have hope. He says, don't think like those who do not have hope. Next verse. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will, will God bring with him. Listen to the tenses. Listen, this is very important. If you miss this, you better take a pillow and sleep. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you believe that? Our very faith is based on that. Paul mentions the first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13 or 14. He says that if Jesus does not rise from the dead, then we are yet in our sins. Then our faith is in vain. 
Let's read that one. First Corinthians 15, 14. If Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. So our very faith is based on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. So he says, if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. God will bring them with him. Do you hear it? God will bring them with him. So those who have died, God will bring them with him. Who is God? Jesus. He will bring them with him. Next verse. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are dead. Those of us who are alive today, today, if Jesus should come right now. This is the private one. This is not the public one. This is the private one. The private one, Jesus does not touch the earth. He stays in the heavens. And we are caught up to him. So he says that, for this we say unto you, that the word, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them. We shall not prevent them which are dead. Next verse. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So the dead in Christ are those he spoke about in the, in the verse above. That those who are asleep, he will come, God will, will bring with him. He says, those who are dead in Christ will rise first. So he's just explaining the statement he has just made. Those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. Next verse. Then we which are alive and remain. Some people have given a lot of interpretations to remain and remain. This is saying, and remain, and remain, and remain. I'll talk about it later on. Shall be caught up together. So the word caught up is where the word rapture and all those things come from. Shall be caught up together with him in the clouds. So he will be in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be with the Lord. So this is the private. This one, he doesn't touch the ground. This one, he comes in the air. And those of us who are here are caught up. Those who are dead, Rise first, then we are also caught up with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does it make sense? Okay. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So these are the words for comfort. To comfort those who have, whose loved ones have passed on. Who were in Christ. It's not over. We shall all be caught up. There are two things that will be happening when we are caught up. There's something called the phanerosis of Christ. Phanerosis is appearance. It means appearance. We have the phanerosis of Christ and the phanerosis of God's Christ's children or God's children. So in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 from verse, from verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on the things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. The word appears, phanaro. Where we get the word phanarosis. When Christ, our life, shall, shall phanaro, shall appear. Then shall we also phanaro with him. Have you seen it? In glory. So, there are two things that will be happening. Apart from you being caught up, your body will be changed. Those who are dead will receive another body. All those who are dead are with Christ. So, what is he talking about? That they will, they will rise from the dead. What is he talking about? He's talking about the change of the body, the rising of the body, not the spirit. That's, God will come with the spirit. He will come with all of them. They will all be coming to come and receive their 
resurrected bodies. Because according to the high scholars, theologians, because all of us are buried here, isn't it? When you die, your body, your flesh ends up here. The soil you are walking on can have your great-great-great-grandfather's flesh particles in there, somewhere, it's hidden somewhere. They are all over the place. No matter the tsunami, whatever, it's still here on earth. It doesn't fall off the earth. It's still here. So the earth is full of dead bodies. Bibri, that has mixed with the soil, original, original soil. It's all over. So there are billions of particles here. That, and God does not need your whole form, your whole body to resurrect. He needs just a particle for your resurrection. So on that day, the particles from the ground will, will rise, turn into their bodies, and their spirits will meet it in the air. Pa! Like that. Those of us who are here with our bodies here, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, in, at the last trump, go to the 1 Corinthians 15. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, what trumpet? This, you remember the archangel with the shout of a trumpet, so same thing. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So two things will be happening. We'll be going, but then there'll be a change. You receive your body of glory, and your glory can be different. First Corinthians 15 discusses it. Second Corinthians 5 also discusses it. Okay, so that is for us, for children of God. Now, when it comes to the children of God, there are two parts, unfortunately, because all those two parts are also stated in the Bible. Okay? Because according to the Jewish harvest cycles, there's the harvests. Okay? There are wheat. There's the harvest of the wheat. Everything is harvested. But when everything is harvested, some are left on the corners of the field. Those who have not matured are left. God is not coming for Mangobunu. Amangobunu nema yare yare nema owo owo nema sa mama nema dope dope nema macho macho nema. So in Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter five, okay. Listen, Ephesians chapter five verse twenty five. Let's, so I've showed you the first part of that is our Christians, children of God. We, yeah, he's coming for us. It's truly, it's true. But in the coming for us, no, there are two aspects, or even three aspects, if you look at it, if you split airs properly, you see that there are three aspects. There's a coming for of the matured ones. Ephesians five twenty five. Husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. You see, this particular thing is something that every Christian must make sure he is growing. You must make sure your growth is in your own interest. If you are not growing in the Lord and you are not alert to what he is doing, you will not know when the Lord is coming. So, in first let me show it to you. I want to show you. So, and I want to show you the other size. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Hmm. It's serious though. From verse 1. First Thessalonians 5 1. Then I'll show you the public one. Okay. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I, I write unto you. Since you don't have any need that I write. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Hmm. For when they shall say, so this is not for Christians, this is for grace. This is not for Christians. It's for those who are outside the church. Since the coming of the Lord, it says, for when they shall say, 
they, not us, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travel upon a woman of child, and they shall not escape. They shall not escape. They. That is the second coming, the public second coming of Christ. Okay? But there's a, there's a small catch in there for Christians as well. But ye, brethren, are not, you are not in darkness. See, I'm not in darkness. So that the day should overtake you as a thief. So you should know when Christ is coming. You should be aware. It will not come unto you as a thief in the night. Next verse. Ye are all the children of light. Say I'm a child of the light. And the children of the day. Say I'm a child of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We are not of the night nor of darkness. That's the truth. Therefore, let us not sleep. This is the problem with Christians. We are of the light. We are of the day. But you can't sleep. And when you sleep and the thief comes, will you see the thief? You are snoring in capital letters. With log, logarithm and all that inside your snoring. You will not see anything. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Next verse. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. We are not of the night, but if you sleep, you sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath. He has not appointed us to wrath. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. Who died for us that we, we, whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. Even as also you do. Have isn't it? So if you sleep as a child, of, what does it mean to sleep as a child of God? Oh, but sorry, now inactive. You think we are insulting when we say, hey, do something for the Lord. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Do, do your quiet time. It's sometimes like pastors are foolish. For too many, we are just saying, Tinkle, tinkle, little star, rain, rain, go away. Come again, another day. Little children want to play. Rain, rain, go away, go away. That's what you are thinking. That is like, we are just, Pastor, we are just shouting. Why should we get to know the Bible? Why should we get to know the scripture? You are asleep. You will see. They will blow the trumpet. Papa, you will not even hear the trumpet. You are asleep. Why can you hear? So he will not, you will not be part of those who will be caught up and taken away. You will remain. Because harvest, when they harvest, they leave some. Hebrews 9, 28, amplified. Let's read it. Hebrews 9, 28. You, you, you'll be surprised. The Bible shows us that plenty. And I want to show you that. Have you ever read the five virgins? Five foolish virgins, five wise virgins. Four, what, some, they all fell asleep. They all died, but five were wise. Five were not wise. Their oil went out. They were allowed to go. The other ones were told to go and go and learn. So if you die and you are not matured, in heaven, there are maturity classes in heaven. You go for Sunday school again in heaven. You go for youth ministry in heaven once again. You go for North Deck. You do all your North Deck in heaven once again. Oh, yes. Because you didn't, and that one takes a longer time. You can do it for 1,000 years. 2,000 years. There are other sides, though. That, for instance, the New Jerusalem, for instance, it's not everybody who will be given access to every place. Yeah, yeah you can't. You. That's why the Bible talks about overcomers. Those who overcome 
Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3. Plenty. Those who overcome. Will I make... See, Revelation 3, 20. He says that those who overcome, will I make pillars in my temple, and they shall not go more out. They shall go no more out. They shall have my name written upon their foreheads. And all that. Okay, even so as it is that Christ having been offered to take up upon himself and bear as a burden the sins of many once and for all, will appear a second time, not to carry any burden of sin, nor to deal with sin, but to bring to full salvation those who are eagerly and constantly and patiently waiting for and expecting him. If you are not expecting him, forget it. Maranatha. Our Lord cometh. So it's not everybody. It's those who are prepared. Do you like to eat amangubuno? How do you say amangubuno in English? Unripe mangoes. How many of you like, you go to stand by mango and you just start picking unripe ones? They are still fruits anyway, but they are not, that is not the stage to enjoy them. You can't, you can't be attracted to it. It's not nice. It's bitter. Same mango, but there's bitterness inside the mango. If you leave it for some time, it will ripe. So there are Christians who need some pressure to ripe. Jesus will leave you for some pressure to ripe you. And the pressure is the tribulation. So pre-tribulation rapture is what I've described for you. We shall be, we shall be caught away. Those who are alive, those who are, are awake, will be caught up. Those who are ready. It's actually you who will make... We, we advance the coming of the Lord. Can I show you some more scriptures? The ones I want to show you is the second, the public aspect. But I want to still show you some aspects concerning the, the private one. Okay. Alright. So, let's go to Revelations now. I think Revelations will help. Revelation chapter 3. Let's read from chapter 2. The whole of Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 talks about the separation. They are not the same. It's a huge separation. On to the angel of the church of Ephesus. Right. Okay. We know that uh, these writings have to do with various aspects of various um, generations of the church. There's a great teaching I've done. I did a camp meeting. I did. I taught all of that. You can get for it. Get it. I taught. I, I think I taught the first three churches of first. But if we have other tips. Reverend George has taught these things here before. I've also taught them before. So. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right. These things yet he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. All these, have, these things have meanings, okay? Next verse. I know thy works. He's writing to the church, the church at Ephesus. He says, I know your works and your labor and your patience and how you cannot bear them which are evil and how you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. And has born and has, and has patience. And for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. You've done a lot of things. Nevertheless. Say nevertheless. nevertheless. I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left your first love. So you are Christians who have left their first love. The love they had for Jesus when they became born again. The fervor they had. When you become born again fresh. And it's genuine. If it's genuine. You realize that you really love God. You want souls to be saved. You want to preach. You want to do some things. When you live in the system for some time, you just start picking up the bad habits of the people who are ahead of you. And all of a sudden, you become cold. You leave your first love. So it's, I have some, you have left your first love. Next verse. Remember that, therefore, from whence thou art falling, and repent, and do the first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. All these things, 
that these are the Nicolaitans. I'll take two hours to explain. And the Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit... So he's writing to the church. He says, he that has ears in the church, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh in the church. Those who are in the church who overcome the troubles. Who overcome... What are the challenges here? The challenge here is that you are falling from your first love. Remember your first works and go back to your first works. So everybody in the church has fallen. He says that those who remember their first works and go back to their first love, they are described as overcomers. To him that overcometh, what, what will I do for you? I'll give to it of the tree of life. Hey. Which is in the midst of the garden. Which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Meaning that the tree of life is not for everybody to eat. Ah. Am I the one? You say overcomers for overcomers. If you are not overcomer, what will you be part? You don't be part. You'll be walking around it like Adam and Eve. You'll be walking around it. God will say, if you touch this tree, you see what I'll do. If you go down, you see plenty. There's a separation. So it's not, we are not all the same. If you don't mature, your maturity is very important. Ignore your maturity. Just be walking around. They are Christians who are fornicators, adulterers, thieves. They are Christians. When they die, they don't go to heaven. They, are, they take bribe like mad. They can just take bribe. I'm talking to them. They are working in our public institutions, in our private institutions. They are working all over the place. So that's the first part. These are for Christians. So there are Christians who will not be caught up. Okay? And I want to look for a scripture that says that particular one, categorically. So while the tribulation is going on, uh uh-huh, okay, I just found it. I just remembered. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, from verse 1. That was the first scripture we were reading. Hmm. From verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord and our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us or as, as that the day of Christ is already, has already come. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Falling away from where? From the faith. Apostasy. The word falling away is apostasy. Okay? Have you ever read the scripture where Jesus spoke about the problem of the wheat and the... Is it tares or tares? Which one is it? Tares. I always say tares. He says it's not right. It's tares. So tares. He says a good man sowed good seeds in his vineyard or in his farm. Matthew 13, verse 24. Let's read it. Matthew 13, 24. Jesus said a lot about his coming. Just that it's not easy to understand. But he said a lot about his coming. Our Bible put forth unto them, saying, The wicked, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Now, tares look so much like wheat. And went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared also tares. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Say, does thou not so good seed in thy field? Read the rest.
Continue, please. Okay, it's okay. But did you, you remember what we just read, right? Okay, so he sowed wheat. His enemy came to sow tares. Tares and wheat look very similar. The only difference is that when the wheat grows up and matures, it bows down. It bows down against the sun. Do you get it? As it grows and it matures, the seeds are so, the fruit is so heavy that it causes it to bend. But the tests, their fruits are not heavy. So they stand up straight against the sun. That's a way to tell the difference. So you can't tell the difference until they grow. Okay? The wheat bows down to God. They respect God. The tests are, the tests are proud against God. And they are all in the church. The, 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 field, the good man is God. Jesus, the field is the kingdom of, he says the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of, he's talking about the church. The kingdom of heaven is of men. The kingdom of God is of the heavens. <laughs> it's amazing, but the, the, the name, even though it's kingdom of heaven, it's actually talking about the kingdom of God here on earth. There's a big, there's a broad kingdom of God, which includes the kingdom of heaven, which is on earth. Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven and established the kingdom of heaven on earth. The kingdom of heaven includes men. Or has men in it. The kingdom of God, which is the broader one, has men, angels, all kinds of beasts and all kinds of things inside. Do you understand? And this one has to do with the kingdom of heaven. So he's talking about the one on earth here. So inside the church, there are people who are not correct, who are not from God, who are not Christians. Don't ask me whether they know it or they don't know it. It's up to them. But they are here. They are in the church. One man of God was preaching and said, if you think there's no witch in your church, you are a young pastor. <laughs> and he's not, he's not wrong. There are a lot of witches in many churches. They thrive. They live there. Wicked people. Haven't you seen so before? I know a witch leader somewhere. Yeah. If you like, she will appear and just chop something off. Yeah. One of them killed one of our friends. Organize them. They bored him in the night. You think those things are not true? They bored him in the night and ate him. The guy died after a year. Several years later, about 15 years later, the, a certain pa- pastor came to do some meeting there, hot meeting. Giddy, 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 and they caught her. Meka, meka, meka. She was a dickness in the church. Meka, meka, meka. <laughs> I did this, I did that, I did that. And then he, she included the guy. In the church. Are you surprised? It's called church. It's for perfecting the saints. Everybody is inside. Everybody. Don't make the mistake of saying that, oh, I want to marry. Let me enter the church. You may be marrying a witch to your house. <laughs> Amplified. So, Second uh, Thessalonians, what we are reading, 2, 3. Let no one deceive you, deceive or beguile you in any way, for that day will not come except the apostasy comes first, unless the predicted great falling away of those who, pro, who are professed to be Christians has come. How does that one come? It comes, how would we tell those who are not correct from those who are correct? It can only be at the harvest time, because the only time that the man, the man, leave them and let them grow together. That's what he said. Leave the tares and the wheat to grow together. 
when it is time for harvest, I will gather my wheat and take them away. And I will gather the tares and I will burn them. When is the harvest time? The day he appears in the sky. I've told you that he appears in the skies and carries his own away. So some people will be left behind. Great falling away. And after the great falling away, then the man of evil is revealed. The Antichrist is revealed. That's why the Bible says that he's coming. He says, unto him who let it, shall let, then he shall come. Who is it that let it? It's the church. The overcomers, those who are correct. So don't let your Christianity be before men. Don't think that you are deceiving somebody. You are deceiving your own self. If Jesus should appear in the air right now and you are not caught up, you'll be here. We'll be going looking at you. Hey, brah. Oh, Neil. See at you. Right now, you can't tell. You can't say anything. We are all here. We are all smiling. We are all fine. Everything is okay. I pray all of us are caught up. It can only be the pastor's prayer. Yeah. You, must, you have to make sure you are growing in the Lord. Don't take your growth for granted. Don't think it is nothing. It's like, oh, we are not telling. So there are those who, the pressure, they'll be inside the tribulation. There are so many. We shall be inside the tribulation. And the tribulation will mature them. The tribulation is what will mature them. And there are so many scriptures. There are some in Revelation 19 and all those places. It's the tribulation that will mature them. Some people will not take the mark of the beast. They'll be persecuted. They'll be killed. They'll be beheaded. Eh? Revelation chapter 1. We're beheaded for the testimony of Jesus. Have you read that portion of your Bible before? They had a song that no man could learn. Revelation 19.10. Are you there? Oh, okay, go to, the, go to the next verse. Verse 11. No. This one, Jesus is coming with his own. There's a place where it says, I saw some people under the throne. Okay, okay, okay. But there's a reference to another scripture. If it's Revelation, let me see if I can find a reference there. Read this one to me. This one too is powerful. One to go. All right. It's okay. Uh, so go to the references in Revelation chapter 6. They come from Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6, uh, from verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw another altar, uh-huh. the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. They were slain for the word of God. You have not been killed for the word of God. So he's talking about another group altogether. Some are happening now in our time. There are some people who have been beheaded. Ah, recently, just four, five years ago, before Trump came, during Obama's time, how many, people, how many Christians died in Iraq? Lots, in mass, were beheading them live. They put them, I don't know if you saw some of the videos. It was not easy to watch. They were all Christians. And then count of them. So they, they, they have special entrance to heaven. But the testimony of Jesus, as they are entering, they, they are, their entrance is different. They enter with motokid. There are Christians who enter and everybody's wondering, ah, who just came in? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> I saw another altar, the source of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Continue. And they cried a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord? Holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? 
and white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season unto their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed <laughs> as they were should be fulfilled. So there are some people who are reserved. They have to be in there. Don't ask me questions. Is it God who preserves them there or who is there? No, there are some things that are in the power of God, in the power of God's hand. Okay? When you read Romans chapter 9, 10 and 11, you understand. There are some things you shouldn't ask questions about. Don't ask foolish questions. That's basically what those chapters say to you. Don't ask foolish questions. Yeah, what has been revealed to you? Just follow it. You get it? Esau have I hated. Jacob have I loved. Why did God like, his, like Jacob and hate Esau? Why? What? Why are you wearing your shirt? <laughs> All right. So that's, that's them. Okay. So they are beheaded. Some of them are beheaded. Some of them are killed, mutilated, all kinds of things. So many things have happened in history. Have you heard of the Spanish Inquisition? Or the French Inquisition? When you go home, type, you see your Google, you have used it to do foolish things. Just type Spanish Inquisition and you will see how wicked men have been to Christians. It is not a joke. People were tortured for 25 days, continuous. Every day when they come, they screw them small and then remove part of their eyes and then they'll come. The following day, they'll remove another one. Take their nose small off. They cut it small, small. It's like they are frying the body small, 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 small. It's not a small thing. People have died for the testimony and they didn't change their testimony. There's this movie recently, the Japanese one. Uh, I think you should see it. Silence. Yeah. That's, that's just in Japan, early 19th century. Look, late 19th century. Coming into the 20th century. Yes. They were tortured. Proper torture. Like, they, they are experts in torture. They know how to torture people. They will torture every day they are torturing you. Just renounce, he says. What are you wasting your time for? And this is what held on. You will say that, hey, if it were me, I'll just renounce quickly, and when I go home, I'll go and be born again again. <laughs> You'll be surprised that if it were you, you wouldn't have changed your testimony too. Because the Lord will hold you during that period. You'll be surprised at how strong you are. Yeah. So there are some people who have to go through their great tribulation. They have to. See, I refuse to be part of it. See, I'll grow. I'll grow. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you see me, you see me so. I'm growing. I'm pair off. <laughs> there are more scriptures I can show you. But I want to show you the second part, which is the open one. Um, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Let's read Revelation 1, 7. Jude 1, 10. Acts 1. Okay, Revelation 1, 7 and Jude 1, 10. Now, okay. Behold, he cometh with what? With clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall will because of him. Even so, amen. In the second coming public part of Christ's coming, his foot will touch a mountain called Mount Olives. Mount Olives shall split into two. And then, then he shall make judgment. But when he's coming, he'll be coming with those of us he took. And those who, mat- who matured through the tribulation. So there's pre- mid-tribulation. They, some of them matured during the mid-tribulation. So they are t- during the tribulation, rapture will be taking place. Rapture will still be taking place. Some will be taken away. We'll be taken away through death. They'll go. And then at, after the tribulation too, some people will also be taken away. Okay? Okay. Now, when Christ is coming, second coming of Christ, he will be coming with all those whom he took away. Or who, those who died in Christ and did the right thing and all that. He'll come with them. So the second coming 
public second coming of Christ is with his own. The second coming private one is for his own. He comes for his own. The public one, he comes with his own. So this is, it says, behold, he cometh. Christ cometh with clouds. The word clouds, there's not talking about clouds up here. He's talking about a great cloud of witnesses. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He's talking about people, a cloud of witnesses. Have you seen it? Yeah. Wherefore, seeing we are compa- also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Then in Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Go to Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Acts chapter 1, verse 9 also says a similar thing. That a cloud received him out of their sight. And he was not talking about cloud in terms of this cloud. I'll show you that cloud that received him. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. Jesus had a cloud taking him away, out of their sight. Then next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. And behold. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. They were angels. These are the, uh, the apostles, okay? The disciples. When Jesus was being taken away, they saw him being taken live out of their sight. And they saw clouds taking him away. That is why it's categorically mentioned. So the angels told them that, listen, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner. He shall come the same in same manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So the way clouds took him is the same way that clouds will come with him. Like we saw in Revelation 1.7. Have you seen it? I'm just trying to let you understand the word clouds. Now, Klaus is actually people. The people, he, the Christians. So, in Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. When Jesus died, the day Jesus died, the Bible says that the graves were opened. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he had the ghost. Next verse, verse 51. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. And the earth did quick, and the rocks rent. 52. And the graves were opened. Have you seen it? And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. So people who have died before Jesus, who were saints, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Elisha, apart from Enoch and Elijah, everybody else that is the Old Testament who was correct, Sarah, Obia, all of them. He says, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Next verse, verse 53. And came out of the graves after his resurrection. So when Jesus came out of the dead, he came out of them. And the Bible says, and they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. They went into the holy city. You'll be there and then Jacob will come. <laughs> Jesus is risen again and I've come out with him. God bless you. Give your life to Christ. They came to preach to them, but still they didn't believe. Israel, eh? they are called a stiff-necked nation. Who has seen miracles more than them? Yet they don't believe. So never think that seeing is believing. They have proved that seeing is not believing. So this is what happened. But they were here. All of them were hanging around until the day Jesus went to heaven. Because they couldn't go to heaven until the one who brought them out of the graves had taken them to heaven. So that, that's a cloud. So the cloud is the great cloud of witnesses. Like Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says. It's a cloud of witnesses. There's a family we have in heaven. All these people are in that family, they are, they are cloud. They are described as a cloud when they appear in the skies. So they took, that was why the disciples were shocked. They were seeing Jesus going, and Moses, all those people, hey, what a sight. The Bible says that the way he went is the same way he's also going to come. So Revelation chapter 19. Hmm? Revelation chapter 19. Let's read from verse, verse 17. Go to the next verse. No, no, go up. Okay, go up. He has come already. Go to verse 15. Verse Verse 11, okay. Can you read it to me? One to go. 
righteousness in us. His eyes. Wow. Continue. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Who is he? The word of God. Jesus, right? So this is Jesus' second coming public appearance. Next verse. So you see that he's coming. He's not coming alone. He comes with the armies in heaven. Revelation 1 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds. Who is he coming? Jude 1 14. Then I'll show you who these armies are. Go to 14. And Enoch also. Enoch. The seventh from Adam. Even at that time. Enoch walked with God so much that he knew this. Methuselah knew. They all knew. Everybody knew about the coming of a Christ. They all knew. We can show it to you. And Enoch also, the servants from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with what? How is the Lord coming? With 10,000 of his saints. 10,000. Those times, they didn't have words for millions or billions. They knew 10,000. 1,000 was their highest. 10,000 of his saints. So he'll be coming with the armies in heaven following. Who are the armies in heaven? You and I, who are taking so go back to Revelation chapter 19 from verse 7. And I'll show you the armies. See, I'm part of the army. Charlie, you better include yourself. Yes, I have five. The magnet, Jesus will be coming with a special magnet. <laughs> that will be attracting some special metals in human beings. He'll put the magnet there. Some people go, nye, nye, nye. it will just attract and go. By your own, you'll be flying. Jesus will say, ah, now, what happened? Jesus will say, ah, you will say, ah, you will say, ma. Mami mrebye. Let us be glad and give an unto him, for the marriage of the lamb is come, and his wife, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine. Who is the wife of God? The wife of God, or the wife of Jesus, is the church. Husbands, love your wives. Bring us Christ, love the church, and give himself for it. That he may present it to, himself, it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, 26, 27. Okay? Okay, so he says that to her was granted that she should be arrayed in what? Fine lining. So the church is arrayed in fine lining, clean and white, for the fine lining is the righteousness of the saints, which is you and I. Now, go to what we're reading down. Go down to 14 now. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Clothed in what? White. It's not the same dressing. It's not different people. Same group. The bride or the wife is the army of the Lord. So this is the progression of the church. This is the progression, the divine progression of the church. The church saved by Christ. That grows to become the wife, the bride of Christ. That becomes the wife of Christ. That becomes the army of Christ or the army of the Lord. Which is the great stone (laughs) that is cast from heaven to hit the statue of Babylon to destroy Babylon. That's the progression of the church. 
And that stone becomes a great mountain in the earth. So actually, we are not designed to stay in heaven. We are designed to stay on earth. Someone say, hey, Jehovah's Witnesses were right. They are not completely right. They shouldn't be choosing people's houses because this, these houses will be rolled up. The Bible says that the earth will be rolled up and the heavens will melt away. The heavens will be rolled up, rather, and the earth will melt away. Have you read those scriptures in your Bible? Second Peter chapter 3. You'll be surprised. Let me show you that scripture. The progression of the church is the church saved by Christ. That becomes the bride. The bride is different from the wife. The bride is the one who has not been consummated, who has not had intimacy with the Lord. Then there's a marriage. There's something called the marriage, the marriage of the Lamb. That happens. Then it becomes the wife of the Lord. They enjoy honeymoon. After the honeymoon, then they come. He comes with his wife to come and fight. And the second coming, Jesus. Okay, Revelation chapter 19, verse 4. Clean and white. Next, next verse. Next verse, verse 15. And out of his mouth, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it it should, it should smite the nations. So when he's coming the second time, publicly, he's coming to destroy. He's not, he'll not be coming as a lamb. The first one, he came as a lamb. as a small baby in a manger somewhere. The second one, you would think, think it's a joke. It will happen live. If you are here, you see it. Jesus will come like this. And when he's coming, you see, he will come in the midst of the battle of Armageddon. There are two battles in the last time. The battle of Armageddon and the battle of Gog and Magog. They're not the same. Okay, the battle of Armageddon is when the people of the east, that's where this Jesus comes. When the people of the east, that's the people in China. China is very different from it. China is the most contained system in the world. China has been the way it is for more than 2,000 years. Do you understand what I'm saying? China is not like every other person. China is very different. The people of the east, they are called the people of the east. They are very, very different. They are the actual people of the East. Middle East is not the people of the East. Okay? They call them the Orients. China, South Korea, North Korea, Mongolia, all those people. Even part of Russia is part. I don't want to go into some of those things. River of Euphrates and the things that are under, all those things. And wow, first coming, who here? That's how we don't, because you need the first coming. If you don't get the, you or your own is that you will be taken. First coming is good for you. If you want second coming knowledge, find second coming knowledge concerning whether you'll be taken or not. And one or no. And just conform your life to be taken. Period. In it. The rest, when it's happening, you'll be up there. You'll be coming. You'll be coming. You'll be seeing. Hey, we read this in the Bible. Look, Lord. The Lord will say, just cut that guy's head off. <laughs> so this is the last phase of the harvest. The, the, the harvest of the vine. So he says he shall press them, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the wine press. He treads it, the, the wine press. You know, the, the wine, when you go to Italy, they tread, initially they used to tread it with their feet. Uh, so the, you, you shall tremble them with the wine press of the fierceness and wrath of God. That's why his garment shall be, shall be spotted with blood. With one word, Jesus will not, the breath of his mouth, he shall do this. And a sword will come out of his mouth and kill everybody, all of them. That day there will be a great slaughter. Look at the next verse. Verse 16. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying, To all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together up 
unto the supper of the great God. Their flesh is going to be the supper of the great God. So a lot of, more than plenty of people, about 500 million people or more soldiers who are going to fight a war called Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon. It will come on sharp. You will see it. Have you ever heard them say that Third World War, third, it's like everybody's afraid. It will come. We don't know if that is the one that Jesus will come, but it will, it will, it will certain it will come. And when you see, Jesus showed us some things that if you see, you should know that his coming is very near. He says, if you see the olive tree shoot once again, the olive tree is Israel. If you see Israel come back together, Israel came back together in 1948. It's been 70 years exactly since Israel became a nation once again. After AD 70, after AD 70, which is exactly 2,000 years ago since they were dispersed, and killed by General Titus, who was sent by the Emperor of Rome to come and destroy Israel because they were, they were, you said they were trying to do an uprising and all that. When they destroyed Israel, from that time till 1948, that was the time Israel came together after Hitler had killed five, billion, five million of them. After that, then they came together and became a nation. Jesus said that when you see that the olive tree is shooting up once again, my coming is near. So that one has happened. It's been 70 years. That is why their 70 years anniversary was marked with so much wild pomp. Every man of God who knows, who knows some of these things went there to go and celebrate with them. Don't despise Israel. Israel is a very important nation. What happens to them shows what will happen to the whole of the church. Yes, don't despise them. Don't insult them. Okay? So it's been 70 years. And people are thinking that something may happen now. Right now, there's talks concerning, and the next thing is that when you see peace, when you see them having peace with all their enemies that are around them. Have you heard of the Six-Day War? How many of you have heard of the Six-Day War? Which happened in the, uh, in the 60s, I think. In six days, Syria, Jordan, Egypt, Sudan, and Some other nation, I think there were five or six nations, came against Israel. That was when Israel beat them and took the Golan Heights, Gaza Strip, and then uh, old, the eastern part of Jerusalem, which was in Jordan. They took all that part back. They are still fighting over the Golan Heights, over the Gaza Strip and all that. The Palestinians are always fighting with them. So when you see peace, peace treaty signed, it's in, it's in Daniel, when you see the peace treaty signed, the one who caused the history to be signed is actually the Antichrist. And he will be hailed as the, the Christ, the Messiah, by Israel. Because Israel will be deceived. It's called the mystery of Israel's blindness. They will accept him as a good person. He will sign a seven-year deal with them, with their enemies. In the midst of the seven-year treaty, he will, it's called the abominations of desolations. He will sacrifice a pig on the altar of the Lord. Because at that time, the Temple of Solomon would have been gained back. Right now it's a mosque. It will be changed into something for the Jews. And he will sacrifice a pig upon the altar of the Jews. Then the Jews' eyes will be opened and know that that is not the Christ. When they get to know, they'll stop following him. Then he'll start persecuting them for another three and a half years. So the first three and a half years of the peace treaty, there's peace. The next three and a half years, there's tribulation. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble. He shall slaughter a lot of Jews. And they will run into a certain cave. 
And that's where Jesus will appear and destroy all their enemies and save them. Then he will bring, Charlie, it's a lot of things. <laughs> it's like a movie. They have to do a movie on it. Too. That will give us a, very, a better pictorial. When I'm saying it like, it's like, hey, plenty of scriptures. What I'm saying is plenty of scriptures. These are some of them. These are some of them. Yeah. This heaven shall melt, shall be rolled up. The earth shall, shall bend. So Revelation 20 verse, 21 verse 1, it says, And there was no more sea. It says, A new heaven and a new earth, and there was no more sea. For the old heaven. Revelation 21 verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. What will happen to the first heaven and the first earth? We will come back not to this earth or to this heaven. We will come back to a new earth and a new heaven. Okay? All that is written in Second Peter chapter 3. <clears throat> Peter spoke about it. He says it shall bend with fervent heat. Uh-huh. So I've just showed you about the second, second coming of Christ. The second public coming of Christ. That one is with his own. Okay? Second Peter chapter 3 verse 1. It's 10. Read it to me. One to go. So he too has said it. How is it? But it's not for Christians, actually. But Christians who are asleep, it will be a thief in the night. They will, they will, live, they will, they will not be part. Continue. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So the buildings that the Jehovah's Witnesses are looking at, they will be burnt up. Everything will go. How is it? Next verse. Verse 11. Seeing then, all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Continue. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Next verse. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace, without spot and blameless. If you are found with spot and you are found blame with blame, you will not be part of those who will be taken away. You remain. The hate will touch you small. Next verse. An account for the long suffering of our Lord in salvation. Even as our beloved, <laughs> also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Two things. First of all, Peter recognized Paul's writings as scripture, even though he was in the same time with him. That is a very serious, divine inspiration to know that they were scriptures. He described them as scriptures. Yeah. And he says that he has written things very hard to be understood because Paul could, Peter could not understand what Paul had written. Couldn't understand some of them. Mystery of Christ. Said, Really understand it. So this this is how this earth 
and this heaven will end up seeing that all these things will happen. What manner of men should you be? What kind of life should you live? In all godliness and holiness. Holy conversation. Live your life in holiness. Don't be sexing all over the place. Atupe be wise. Tell everybody be wise. When you know some of these things and they are fresh in your memory every time, it will care be your foolishness. Yes, you will not just behave, misbehave, and just be doing anything. Cheating people, stealing. You are a Christian. Lying. No, no, no. The Bible says that, for you have not so learned the Christ. You have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him. And have been taught by him. As the truth is in Christ. No, you can't, you can't live your life in a certain way. No. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4. Read up. Let's, let's read from verse 18 so that you understand it better. Go up to 17. 17 is the right place to start from. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that the henceforth. He's writing to Christians though. He says, I, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that the henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. I was trying to read this on Sunday. In the vanity of their mind. Next verse. Having the understanding darkened, being cut off or alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Continue. Who have gone past feeling? This means who, those who have gone past feelings. Who being past feeling? They have gone past feelings. They don't have feelings for anything. Do you understand? They don't feel correction. Like they don't feel who have gone past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. All uncleanness with greediness. And he says, but you have not so learned Christ. The word learned is mantano. Okay? Which stretches to mathetes, where we get mathematics. You have not so learned the calculations of Christ. There are calculations of Christ. There's an education. There's a body of knowledge concerning Christ. He says, you have not so learned Christ. Next verse. You can't say you are in Christ and not... You can't say you are in Christ and you are doing some other things. No. Next verse. Verse 21. It so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Continue. That you put off... This is the information that you put off concerning the former conversation or lifestyle of the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is, this is the information concerning Christ. So, never say I'm preaching grace. Grace means I can do whatever I want to do. God will forgive me. It's true in one sense, but in another sense, it is not correct. If you make a mistake, fine. God is there to forgive you. But make an effort to live for him. Don't wait till you are 50. When all your sexual energy is gone, then you remember God. Maybe you will not be alive. You'd have developed the disease that is killing you. Oh, someone is saying that all these things are lies. Let me show you a scripture. That shows that there's something wrong with your brain. <clears throat> Can I show you that to you? As I climb up, just what God told me that someone is saying that all these things, we have heard that it's not. I've come to show you in the scriptures right now, if you said that in your mind. 
Where is it from? Second Peter chapter 3 from verse 1. Verse 1, 2, 3, 4. Second Peter. This second epistle, beloved, I write now unto you, in both which I stir you up. I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance. That they be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy, holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this verse, that there shall come in the last days coffers. Hmm? Scoffers. There shall come in the last days coffers. Who has coffers? Oh, it's not true. Yatiabre. Message, eh? Let's see the message. Message of this verse. First of all, you need to know that in the last days, mockers are going to have a heyday, reducing everything to the level of their puny feelings. It's not, it's not a, we've heard it, uh, Jesus is coming where? Jesus was come, we're coming with a wheelbarrow. He should have been here by now. Every time, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus, what type of soon? Is this the Jesus type of soon? Oh. To begin with, you must know and understand this. That's coffers, mockers will come in the last days with coffin. People who walk after their own fleshly desires. Verse 4. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of Jesus' coming? For since the fathers died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Everything is still going. Oh? Nothing has Have you seen anything happening in the heavens? Nothing. The sun still rises. The moon still comes. It's raining. Everything is fine. Everything is peaceful. You be I fine. For this they willingly are ignorant of. It is a willing ignorance. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the water then was being overflowed, the water perished. He's talking about Noah's days. They were also saying things. Let us eat and drink and die. They were there eating and drinking and died. Noah preached for 120 years. That's a very long time. Can you imagine? God told him that I'm going to bring you, I'm going to destroy the earth. He started talking day one. Nothing happened. Day two. Nothing happened. Day three. Nothing happened. Day four. First year, nothing. Second year, nothing. Fiftieth year, nothing. If you were in a church, what would you do? You stand up and go, ah, Noah, what kind of prophet are you? You live. Nothing has happened. Soon. Jesus is coming soon. Long time. 120 years. Noah preached for 120 years. Yeah. Why, was, why did it take that long? Because he was building an ark. And it took that long to build that ark. 120 years to build that ark. When the ark was ready and all the animals entered, and it closed up like this, bam, then the rain came. The rain that killed people saved Noah and his people. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store. Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Praise the Lord. So tell me about repent if you are thinking like that. Jesus is coming soon. It's the 120 years type. <laughs> they started saying Jesus is coming soon 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Have you been blessed? Have you learned anything? The way I got to know these things is by hearing someone preach them. You see, these days, Reverend, when Reverend George is preaching, you understand. Some years ago, you can't even write. Some years ago, you couldn't. Yes. And those of you who can understand now is because I've given you a certain foundation so you can relate when he's talking about some things. I remember the day that God opened my ears and my eyes to understand what he was saying. Yeah, it was a meeting at... It was at Kote. There's this hostel... Providence was, there's, a, there's a Methodist church, I think. 
Kote Methodist, that church, inside that church. There was a, you were there. There was a meeting there. That was the day. I think it was 2010 or something like that. 2010 or 11, one of them. I was sitting there, and as he was preaching, my eyes were open and my ears were open to understand it. Then all of a sudden, it just started coming together. That was when I got the story right and got the continuity right and saw the scriptures proper, proper. And from that time to now, it's 2011, I think 2009, 2010. It's been long. But now by God's grace, I understand. So you too, as you hear, let's all go to open your eyes. Then you see, understand. Okay? Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.